0: Hey, let's talk to somebody who was there, huh? Let's do it. Right now on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. They are the oldest Kubota dealer in the US. It means Davinny has been doing it better longer than anyone else, right here at Davinny. On the phone, Bart Gregory from Parts Unknown. Bart, how was the game last night? <laughs> hey, it was pretty cool.
1: See, uh, to be in a ball game without fans. Yeah, well, with fans and so yeah, last year was was kind of surreal, and it kind of got back into it last night. Now it wasn't packed; it was that's a preseason game, and I, I think that's one of the great things about the the NFL with their concession people, with their people you know taking up tickets and screeners of that nature. You have preseason games to kind of get your, your feet up under you a little bit, and so yeah. you know, they had a crowd last night. I thought it was probably 50 percent full, but okay. But uh, no, it, it was definitely good to have a
0: have a game in front of you where you actually have people in the stands. Bart, um, and, and as much detail as you're comfortable giving me and giving us, what I'm really curious about is the ingress part of this, You know, getting into the Superdome. Because everything I'd read said the Saints were going to have this policy where they were going to check and make sure you were either vaccinated or had recently tested negative for you to be able to get into the game and all this, and I assumed Last night, first one in the Dome, even though it's a preseason game, was the same way. What was that process like?
1: It was about as easy as you could possibly ask for, to be quite honest with you. And I, I kind of tried to peruse through social media last night during the game just to kind of see you know, what kind of, what kind of idiots were out there raising crazy, yeah. craziness out there about how hard it was to get in because it was, it was very easy. Um, I, hey, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I, I'm vaccinated. And so it, it made the process easy for me. And, uh, but you know, you had to, you could either have your card with you. You could have a picture of your card. And of course, you know, a lot of states have, you know, the apps or the, the websites, you know, Louisiana has a, a portal where they have the, the, uh, you know, your vaccination records. Mississippi has the ID notify. That you can go in, and, and your vaccination records are there. I just screenshot it, showed it to the nice lady, and um you know, come on, ain't come through. Mm-hmm. Now it was it was a very it was a very easy process. It was just another layer, and that was to get into the champion Square. They extended the perimeter out, and then you know when you got to the actual gate, the the tickets, you know, the the pushers and people were there to take the ticket, but. You know, the, the thing about and I thought where LSU is going to do something very similar where well, they mm-hmm. announced that this morning and you know the thing that that, that makes it different and you know I've been going to Saints games for a long time and and people ask the question man how can how can the Saints figure it out as, as well as they do and and you know sometimes you have t- troubles going into college venues mm-hmm. the thing you have to think about with the NFL with the resources of the NFL, the backing of the NFL, with the NFL teams as well, is it's almost like an apples and oranges situation because they have an overabundance of personnel. They have an overabundance of technology that is there to make that process go easy. So, you know, when you when you go to a college game, if you go to an LSU game and you sit there and say, man, it took a little bit longer to go, you know, it, you are dealing kind of an apples and oranges situation with the NFL.
0: Sure. Bart Gregory on your radio. He's with Mississippi State, and you see and hear him on the SEC Network Plus for Mississippi State sports. You hear him pregame, postgame Mississippi State football on the radio, so he's everywhere. Uh, has an outstanding podcast with uh, Charlie Winfield called "Out of Left Field." Check that out if you haven't already. Uh, but we get to talk to him a little bit. Parts of, no, you know He's traveling, but went to uh, the game last night. And Bart, the way I knew that you went is I follow you on Instagram, and you posted a picture of. Uh, you and your lovely wife outside the uh, stadium, and you are amongst us. Those of us who have outkicked our coverage. I think you know that. <laughs> um, well, I think
1: she'd tell you the same thing. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, facts are facts, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong man, with that. We're
1: shoot, shoot. No, man. It's, uh, no, we had a good time last night. We uh, we went down, and and that's the great thing about you know. About New Orleans is you know, it's so close to just about any part of Mississippi. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think that's one of the reasons they have such a great fan base, and we never have a chance. You know, we, we, when we're traveling, we're doing ball games. Hey, we've got you know under two weeks now the football starts, and and so we just kind of decided on the whim to, to head down that way, and it, it, we had a good time.
0: Well, and I was going to ask you. I don't know that I, I've ever really talked to you about it. I, I know I've seen you've gone to a bunch of Saints games. Just in talking to you over the years, do you identify as a Saints fan?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I guess I do. I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that, you know, projects everything out on social media. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I've always been a, I've always been somewhat of a Saints fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as the, as I have gotten older and the Saints have gotten better, uh, that I have matriculated more into that, you know, into that area. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course I follow all our NFL guys and I think I'm, I'm like a lot of people in the state of Mississippi when, and when Dak went to the Cowboys, I'd never been a Cowboys guy at all. But you know, I watch Cowboys play every Sunday now. So sure, um, I've I've always been somewhat of a. I'm not a diehard NFL fan, but I really enjoy it a lot. I think their product. I think the product they figured it out, man. As far as game times, as far as just mm-hmm. everything about the NFL game, they have figured it out.
0: I went. Uh, got to go several years ago. The the last. SEC championship game in the Georgia Dome before they tore it down. It was Alabama-Florida. And we spent the night, and the very next day in the Dome, it was Falcons and Chiefs back when Alex Smith was the Chiefs quarterback. And, Bart, within 24 hours, it was remarkable to me how different the atmospheres were. Not that one was good, one was bad, but, like, totally different. Like, the, the college atmosphere, I would describe it more as, like, yeah, there was an intensity, but there was also a formal part of the whole thing, man. The NFL game the next day was like people in jerseys and jeans and a party. And every time out, there's dancing and laughing, and I mean, it was it was a party. The NFL game was. Yeah,
1: that, people act like nobody's watching and, and nobody knows who they are. You know, but he, and and here's the thing, you know, about the NFL and about the Saints and if you've never been to a game down there, there's really three. If you, if you talk to people involved in the NFL, and I actually heard Trey Wingo say this yesterday, he was uh, on the Saints pregame show, and was talking about the three places in the NFL with New Orleans, with Kansas City, like you just said, with the Chiefs and Seattle, are three venues that are very similar to what you see at some of the big-time college football mm-hmm. places. Yeah. And you know when you start talking about the great, great atmospheres and so that, that's that's what makes it pretty cool hey uh i heard you talking about james you know yep. before i came on the air man hey he looked uh he looked pretty good last night now callaway made him look good too <laughs> so, look um
0: where were you sitting in regards to those two catches
1: <laughs> on the op- I on the opposite 20 yard line mm. so i was uh i was a ways away from them but Hey, let me ask you this question. And, and, Charlie and I actually talked about, I appreciate you popping the podcast, man. Again, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie and I actually talked about this the other day. I want to ask you a question. You've gone through preseason camps. I'm thinking about, you know, preseason NFL, preseason scrimmages in college football. It's, it's almost like to me, you know, so many times guys try to marry stats. Okay. And they try to compare stats, mm-hmm. this guy's versus this guy's. I thought last night was one of those nights where, you know, coming out, Jameis, it was almost like a you know, three-step drop out of shotgun, quick, seven-yard you know, 7 yard slant. And then when Taysom Hill came in the game, it was more play action, set up at the pocket. It's almost like there, there's no – you've got different linemen, you've got different mm-hmm. receivers. You, you, it's really no way to, to tell. It's almost like the coaching staff tries to do two completely different things with the two different style of quarterbacks. Am I wrong on that?
0: No, not at all, right? Because it's practice, okay? That's – yeah, you know that's what it is—a a preseason game in the NFL, sort of, you know, in, in a loose way, sort of akin to these big preseason scrimmages that the colleges have, right? Because um, you can't play another team, so it's a game like practice, and that's all you can do in college. And what you're trying to do is you're you're working on things you need to get better on, and you're trying to get film of people. Does that make sense? So, if absolutely, you, you know, so. If you are the Saints and you're trying to evaluate two players that are close to each other in a quarterback competition, well, that means that they may be two individuals that have different things they need to work on, different things they they need to prove they can do, and so they get a different set of play calls. Not to mention they're playing with different personnel, you know? So that's why the preseason stats, scrimmage stats, all of that you have to be really careful looking at that stuff because it can fool you. you know. As as a, I Absolutely. guess that's the way I would answer it, if that makes any sense to you.
1: Exactly. You know, like Taysom Hill last night. I mean, you know who Taysom Hill is, and we saw him just a little bit last year when Drew Brees was hurt, and we saw what made him successful. And as a, a guy that's in a drop-back style in the pocket, mm. looking deep over the middle of the field, He's not that guy. But that was almost like every play call last night was that. I guess just trying to see if if, if the improvement is there and to work mm-hmm. on the deficiencies. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, I, I never I never put any stock whatsoever in preseason stats as far as what a quarterback does.
0: I tell you what I put a stock in, you know, Bart is the way that offensive line plays for the Saints. They're their number one offensive line. Oh, yeah. They, they so overmatched on the line of scrimmage when the first string was in there in the first quarter. The Saints really overmatched Jacksonville, offensive line and defensive line.
1: And yeah, I think that's where the Saints are going to be. Everybody's talking about, you know, you, you lose through Breeze, and well, there goes the franchise, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, what was it was the fifth best defense last year in the league? So you've got a defense that's solid. You don't have to throw it and put up as many points. As you have in the past to be successful. Yeah. Um, cause you, you've got a, you've got a base to work with. And so, hey, the only thing, the thing about Jameis Winston that everybody thinks of is that year a couple years ago where he had 30 and 30, you know, the over 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Mm. You know, if, if Sean Payton is going to put him in a position to kind of limit those, I mean, that's what he did with Drew Brees. Right. I mean, you limit chances of turning the ball over. And so, um, anyway. That's uh, anyway. yeah. Hey, I, I can't believe that. We can now say we play next weekend.
0: <laughs> I know. is that fun to say? Oh, man. We, we, I mean, it's not, it's not three
1: weeks. It's not three weeks. It's not two weeks. It's not four weeks. We say next weekend.
0: Next weekend. Eleven days. It's like I was thinking about it. You know, Monday we're going to have Mike Leach's game week press conference, game week prep, and getting ready to play a ball. Hey, speaking of, Mr. Bart Gregory of the Bulldog Club, uh, have we sold any tickets? We're going to have any fans there for the ball game?
1: We'll I have a few. No, man, everything <laughs> is, everything, <laughs> everything's going well, man. It, you know, it's, uh, it's like everywhere else, man. You know, you've got, you got some folks who have, who have, you know, dropped out. You've got a lot of new people who have come aboard. And, and you know, we, we've always said, and, and you look at this trend across college sports, across, across college football is what last year did is it got people out of the habit, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, somebody, somebody may have said, hey, I enjoy having my Saturdays off, or I enjoy being able to go fishing in the morning and then watch three games at one time. Mm-hmm. And said, hey, you know what, first time in a while, I'm going to let those tickets go. But I've got a up man, once the tailgate start happening, once everybody starts talking about the, the fun times that they had in Sparkle and Oxford and Axelberg, I think you're going to get a lot of those people coming back
0: saying, you know what, you just can't replicate it sitting on the sitting on the couch. No doubt. Hey, and Bart, speaking of tailgates, so I got a box delivered to my house this week from Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence. and Man. And I opened it up, and it had that dry ice in there. You know, like it's so cold, now, if you touch it, it feels like it burns almost, you know. <laughs> and I took it out, and, okay, there was – Pork chops stuffed with crab meat.
1: Those are phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and my producer, Bill, has had those before. There's yep. pork chops stuffed with sausage, which I've had. And then something I had one time back when, just before Mississippi State made it to the finals against Vanderbilt in Omaha, it is the, the pork loin um, stuffed with with mac, and cheese, <laughs> mac and, and cheese and wrapped in bacon. Have you ever had that? Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. And I've I've got it multiple times. Yeah, you know, Henry knew what he was doing when he sent that home with me the first time because he knew <laughs> I'd be a returning customer. And I have been a return customer. And hey Matt, here's here's the thing and I, I don't want to you know I don't I don't want to pub somebody because they're a sponsor of your show. Mm. The product's just it's just, it's just better than anything out yep. there. Yep. It's just a good product. I mean that's one of the great things about it. It's a good thing, it's a good product, it's a Mississippi made product and you just don't get any better people than the people down there. Mm-hmm. And so man that's that's what makes it so great to me. And that's what we always eat at our house because not because of the good people, but it's the best product, the best sausage you can possibly eat.
0: And they don't doubt about it. There were some new hats in that box and I put one on. And I was wearing it the next day and I realized I sniffed it, and it smelled like the butcher shop down there. At, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so that's the thing. You know, Mal- Mallory graduated last year at State, mm-hmm. Henry's daughter, Mallory, and now she's involved in the company, and, and so she, you know, she's dressed the place up a little bit now. I'm telling you, she's getting those, she's getting those cool hats and mm-hmm. doing a lot of cool things down there, and so, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun to see.
0: It is. Hey, uh, Bart, I want to tell you, White Denzel texted me, on the country pleasing text line. The, speaking of, he says, "Will you let Bart know that we appreciated him coming to our cabin at the fair at the Sh- Neshoba County Fair a few weeks ago, and that it meant a lot for him to come by and see us?" So you were down there politicking, huh? Shaking hands,
1: man. Yeah, and and I ate two big old big old helpings of pulled pork at their cabin too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I was in there for three nights. We had a great time. I love I love the Neshoba County Fair. We've got a cabin down there have a great time so yeah it's uh it's a great place to pop pick great place to eat and so you know me matt that's like heaven for me man mm. i was thinking
0: and eating <laughs> i want to go next year bart um the only time i've been i didn't have the best experience because I, I wound up getting a bad headache and then i got in my car and my car wouldn't crank and i want to go and have a good experience <laughs> hey it sounded like mike leach real quick i got about a minute left it sounded like mike leach <laughs> Had a really good time down there. Is that what? Is that how you would describe I, it?
1: Yeah, I do a lunch with Coach Lee, a little Q and A deal for a sponsor. It's you know, right that Friday, and it was right after he got on Thursday. And I said, "Hey, what you think of the fair?" And He said, "Let me tell you, they got horse racing, they got country music. Everybody kind of just talks. They are, they're off their cell phone. Count me in. I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm engaged. I'm engaged in this. I will be. I will be back." the entire week next year. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well the people that took him said that he was genuinely frustrated with them that they made him leave. Like he had to leave to ride home with them and he genuinely did not want to leave the Neshoba County Fair. And you could see how that would be Yeah,
1: he was one of them, he was down there with Flint. I mean he was he knew a bunch of people. He got down there and realized he knew a bunch of people there. Of hmm. course Flint Minshew was down there and I think Flint was leading him around. Oh okay. And I so, got you. you know you're gonna have a good you're going to have a good time with that group. And so, anyway. Yeah, yeah I think he had a great time. That's, that's, what, that's what's so fun is if you get in that setting with Mike Leach, you may be five hours <laughs> and you never once talked about football. That's it. And that's what's so fun.
0: I, I talked to him between drills at one of the practices out at the practice fields last week, uh, Bart, and the entire conversation was about oysters. <laughs> Now, now, keep in mind, he had just walked away from 11-on-11 team and then was getting ready to do something else. And we talked for five minutes, and it was about oysters. And what it came down to was he, he felt like the raw oyster just doesn't have enough flavor. And that's why people put Tabasco really? sauce on it. Yeah, that's what well, it came down to.
1: Well, the best one I've heard. This argument between he and Jack and Cheryl about who's better Robert Earl Keane or Lyle
0: Levin <laughs> so that's the best debate I've ever heard in my life I can't imagine <laughs> oh, I would love to hear that well Bart safe travels man get back home safely and I'll see you at Davis Wade sooner than later
1: sounds good I always appreciate it Matt
0: yep thank you that's Bart Gregory on your radio y'all follow him on Twitter if you don't he's at Bart Gregory SEC Network Plus and check out the Out of Left Field podcast he and Charlie Winfield